Welcome to the podcast entitled Atrial Fibrillation, Focus on Stroke Prevention. This podcast was produced by ASHP Advantage and supported by an independent educational grant from Boehringer Ingelheim Pharmaceuticals, Inc. The content for this podcast was adapted from an interview with Ann Witkowski that was recorded on December 5, 2010, during the 45th ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting and Exhibition in Anaheim, California. Dr. Witkowski is clinical professor at the University of Washington School of Pharmacy and Director of Anticoagulation Services at the University of Washington Medical Center in Seattle, Washington. Dr. Witkowski will discuss the role of the pharmacist in identifying and overcoming barriers to appropriate and well-managed antithrombotic therapy. A number of reports have established that warfarin is underused for stroke prevention in patients with atrial fibrillation, despite its effectiveness in these patients. What are the demographics of this observation? Underuse of appropriate antithrombotic therapy for stroke prevention in patients with atrial fibrillation has been observed in ambulatory HMO patients, in the general community, in nursing home patients, and unfortunately also in patients who are discharged from hospitals with a diagnosis of atrial fibrillation. Not only has it been observed in the United States, but also around the world, and in fact as low as 19% of AFib patients in one Italian study less than 70% in most series, less than 50% published reports. So this is an enormous problem around the world. Unfortunately, very high rates of underuse of antithrombotic therapy have been observed in the very elderly and also in patients with high CHADS-2 risk score. Those are the people who are at the highest risk for stroke and in whom the net clinical benefit of warfarin is the highest. What are the consequences of underuse of warfarin for stroke prevention and atrial fibrillation? Well, as you might imagine, by not preventing stroke appropriately, there are much higher risks of hospitalization for TIA or stroke, particularly in high-risk patients, and also higher risk of death in patients who are not treated appropriately. This has also been seen in ambulatory patients with atrial fibrillation uh, compared to those treated with warfarin, even though the risk of hemorrhage isn't significantly different overall. What are the most common reasons that warfarin is underused for stroke prevention and atrial fibrillation? There are certainly health system barriers and physician barriers that get in the way of appropriate antithrombotic therapy, but in a number of reports, it appears that patient-related issues are the most significant. Patients' personal preferences about what therapy should be, their own risk of falls or bleeding, and importantly, the inability to comply with all of the requirements uh, of therapy that warfarin involves. Can performance measures improve the use of appropriate antithrombotic therapy for stroke prevention in patients with atrial fibrillation? In 2008, AHA and the ACC developed three performance measures around antithrombotic therapy and stroke prevention. First was appropriate assessment of thromboembolic risk factors. Secondly, the use of chronic anticoagulation in patients with moderate to high risk of stroke. And thirdly, monthly INR monitoring. A recent study that evaluated voluntary compliance with those performance measures found that warfarin was used almost 80% overall, including in patients at greatest risk, patients uh, greater than 75 years of age. These are some of the highest rates ever reported and a very clear uh, indicator that performance measures can improve performance. In addition to methods to improve the frequency of use of warfarin for stroke prevention and atrial fibrillation, What can pharmacists do to improve its safety and effectiveness? There's very clear evidence that 
a systematic and organized approach to the management of antithrombotic therapy improves safety and effectiveness. Pharmacists are involved in initiation dosing to improve the time that it takes to reach the lower limit of the therapeutic range. Pharmacists are often involved in maintenance therapy to improve stability and improve compliance. Pharmacists can be involved in continuous patient education around antithrombotic therapy and in managing the transition of care between inpatient and outpatient settings. Probably the most important thing that goes on in an anticoagulation clinic is the early identification of risk factors for not only for stroke but also for bleeding and timely and appropriate intervention to minimize or prevent complications. This concludes this podcast. For additional information about this topic, visit the Educational Initiative web portal at www.ashpadvantage.com slash prevent stroke.